Bonjour, ladies, and welcome to Life Reimagined. I'm Sherry Harmel, Certified Life and Career Coach and hostess of this podcast, where we will focus on how you can create your own Life Reimagined. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas, stories, and helpful tips that get you moving so that you can live rather than just dream about that life you desire. I did it, and so can you. Well, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is episode 11, and this episode is titled, What Paris Taught Me and the bra that changed my mindset. (laughs) As you may or may not know, I spend half of every year in Paris. And making that decision really wasn't an impulsive one because logistically, it's always a bit of a balancing act. But I slowly moved towards that decision as I spent more and more time in Paris, not as a tourist, but as a resident, or maybe a sort of resident. In the beginning, though, I'd get questions like, Paris again? Aren't you interested in going anywhere else? Why Paris? My first answer, and I'll add that it came out of my mouth with absolutely no thought, I'm going back to Paris because I like the woman I am in Paris. Well, I was even shocked when I said this the first time. But let me explain. If you're like me, when you travel with other people, your focus is on how to keep them happy. I had previously been to Paris a couple of times, once with my former husband, who by the way hated it, and a second time with my daughter when I was going through my divorce. Kelly was thinking of attending a cooking school as a pastry chef, so we visited one patisserie after another for her to get a sense of the options and tastes. It was great fun, but honestly, it required a rather strict diet when I returned home. So my first solo visit to Paris was the spring after my divorce. I call this my first real visit because it was the first time I had the luxury of doing only what I wanted. I had joined a small women's tour group as a backup but I spent the week before and the week after the tour by myself in Paris. I really had no idea that it was going to be the start of my healing journey. I just wanted to walk the streets of Paris, especially along the Seine, visit local shops, sit in Parisian cafes, and watch the world walk past me. I had minimal expectations because honestly, I felt completely invisible. At that point in my life, my mindset, oh gosh, it was rock solid in the belief that any sort of love, romance, or specialness had really passed me by. It was like it it had been some sort of portal that I had missed and and it was never going to return again. I truly felt I would only be an observer of what remained of my life, never again a significant participant. Sounds pretty awful, right? Well, I believe many of you can relate. Lots of women are in that place of going through the motions of life, but not really believing that great joy or great love is ever possible again. It's like taking a joy Valium pill. 
no joyful highs, no huge lows, just moderate, middle-of-the-road emotions. But, and here's the good news, on that very first trip, Paris started to speak to me. As crazy as that sounds, she did, over and over. I looked around and began to see that other women around my same age were beautifully dressed and walked confidently wherever they went. Waiters actually made eye contact and smiled at me when I answered their questions of whether or not I had liked their suggested entree or plat de jour. Walking into shops and sharing a bonjour or later an avoir with the sales clerk was further proof that my cloak of invisibility was slipping. Then I was introduced to French lingerie. I vi- visited a presentation at Cadole, and Cadole is one of the oldest couture lingerie shops in Paris that is now run by the fourth generation of an amazing family of French women. Walking into the shop was like walking into a dream or, or maybe even a movie set. Deep carpets, my feet, feet sunk into them. Elegant furniture, laces and fabrics that were bursting out of boxes filled with options, and a few beautiful lingerie pieces hanging on a rack, and of course, champagne. When the little presentation was over, I began to walk out of the couture salon with the group when suddenly I turned, walked up to Madame Cadol, and said, I'd like to schedule an appointment. Again, what I wanted just came out of my mouth with no thought. Very unlike me. So I'm back at my hotel and I ask myself whether, you know, I've completely lost it because I'm the only one who ever sees what bras I wear. So what was the point? And actually, how much was this craziness going to cost me? Very unlike me that I never asked about prices. As I walked to the salon for my first scheduled appointment with Madame Cadole, I wondered who I really was. Had I drunk some some sort of magic potion that made me think I could feel like all the women I saw walking up and down Saint-Honoré? I was terrified, knowing I'd have to get naked. It had been a very long time since anyone other than myself had seen me naked and frankly, I hardly looked at myself when I got out of the shower. Now I thought, oh, you silly woman, someone is going to have to actually see me to measure me for this couture bra. It felt like the epitome of vulnerability. Well, I shouldn't have worried. Madame Cadol warmly greeted me when I arrived and we began. And like all couture, multiple visits were required. Each time, while Madame Cadol would repeatedly repin and remeasure the pattern that her seamstress had created, we discussed my divorce, our daughters, my son, European history, French culture, and of course, aging. Poupé Cadol is a kindred spirit, and I have loved, loved, loved every minute I have spent with her over the past many years. 
But ladies, why is it that in America, we women tend to save beautiful things for, quote, special occasions? These special occasions usually involve gaining the appreciation of other people. We do it with our china, our tablecloths, certain outfits, and definitely our lingerie. But isn't our own appreciation enough? A few weeks later, as I walked out of Cadol's beautiful couture salon for my final fitting of my very first couture bra, I realized I was a different woman. Paris had changed me. That very first visit began a mindset shift that I have never before experienced. It was that significant. And with each visit back to Paris, that shift was reinforced until I finally realized that the city of Paris actually taught me that I needed to love me before anyone else could ever love me back. So what was that mindset shift? Well, Paris helped me to gain a new mindset about how I thought about myself, my current life, my future. You know, honestly, everything was suddenly lighter, more exciting, and and a bit more in technicolor. I decided at that moment that if I had been invisible, it was a cloak that I had voluntarily put on. And if that was the case, the reverse was definitely possible. It was time to throw out my invisibility cloak or maybe even burn it in the backyard. I suddenly felt I had options and dreams and it all started with how I viewed myself. I decided that even if I never found that wonderful man to adore me, I could adore myself. And even if I had to walk away from the big family house filled with memories of my marriage and life over 20 years, I could find an apartment and turn it into my own little jewel box. And the last, even if I hadn't officially been, quote, anything, I had no real title, I could step into my skill set and start a business. And guess what? That business has my name on it. Now that's embracing visibility. Well, I don't know why Paris in particular healed me. I just know that she did. I kept returning for needed reboots until suddenly I no longer answered that I go to Paris because I like the woman I am when I'm there. I am that woman all the time. And she is the real me. Plus, I no longer need to explain to anyone why I live in Paris half the year. I just do. So Paris fueled me to begin my life reimagined. As I said in my Thanksgiving post, I'm thankful for the United States because that is my native country that I love. But I am also thankful for France because it is the country that healed me. But what about you? What feelings have you resigned yourself to that feel heavy or so boringly routine that you can only see years of sameness in front of you? A friend of mine 
here in America who was married to a Frenchman, shared a great little book to me. The title is Your Second Life Begins When You Realize You Only Have One. It's written by Raphael Giordano, who is a French life coach, which is highly unusual. As one reviewer said, Giordano teaches us how to come up for air and to fall in love with life. It's it's just a wonderful little book all about routineitis. I'll just give you a little hint. So your next task, and this is what I ask you to do, is to get quiet. Be alone with yourself and ask these hard questions. Do I feel loved? Do I love myself? Do I love what I am doing? When I open my eyes each morning, am I excited for the day? Do I care for myself with honor and adoration? Do I like how I am acting in my relationships? Do I like the woman I am right now? If any of your answers are no, I want to suggest that it is time for you to explore the real you. And it is then that you too can create your own life reimagined. I want to thank you for your time today and listening. And as always, if you liked this podcast, please add a review and join my list on sherryharmel.com. That way you'll get notices of any new podcasts, conversations, live events, or even courses that might be in the works. So take good care, and I hope to see your name on my email list and Facebook group. Abiento. If you enjoyed this episode and want to spend more time with creating your own life reimagined, you can start by taking my free mindset quiz. It's on my website, so just go to sherryharmel.com. And what you'll get at the end of that quiz is what is the number one mindset obstacle that you have that's keeping you from living your dream. Mindset is the key to living a life you love. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.